Darker Days of Dorothy Gale Aftermath For Episode 14 Chapter 10 A Fateful Meeting This week brings us to yet another turning point. But doesn't everything lead to another turning point? I mean, really, what is a story if not a collection of twists and turns? Upon returning to her house, Dorothy is reminded of her time spent in the Grey Desert. The people, or creatures here, that surround her house are very similar, fleshy, veiny beings. Mister and the lion avert their eyes. They have no interest in looking upon these things. The two of them have seen their share of troubles and troubled souls, and they both have a strong sense of empathy and sympathy. The woodman, on the other hand, is less than sympathetic. He's mean. He's cold. He's callous. He's heartless. He looks at these grotesque lost souls with a sense of morbid awe, and even laughs at some of them. His attitude changes when Dorothy reminds him that Beatrice could be just like any of these figures. Could be any of these figures, really. I know I've never really gone into great detail of who the Woodman is, what he was like before he lost Beatrice, and so forth. But I like the idea that he was a nice guy, a good guy, before everything happened. He's a character that I feel hasn't grown a lot between the time we first meet him in Dark Days and now. He's been pretty consistent, pretty selfish. He wants his wife, and he doesn't care who he has to step on, over, or kill to get back to her. Dorothy telling him his wife could be no better off than these people he's laughing at and mocking is a cold slap in the face with a great big piece of humble pie. Mr. and the lion, however, have each changed and evolved over time. Mr.'s personal growth has been for the betterment of himself. He's grown more assertive, more aware of his surroundings, and like I said, more sympathetic. It's not only because these souls are grotesque that he looks away, but also because he feels sorry for them maybe even a little guilty that he's not like them. The lion's growth has been a little more oxymoronic, if that's a word. His growth has been really more of a regression. Once a fearless and fearful beast, he is now pitiful, apathetic even. The woodman wants Beatrice. Dorothy wants to get home. Mister wants the simple, quiet life he once had. And the lion? Well, it's not clear what he wants just yet. 
Maybe he just wants a purpose in life. Dorothy is greeted by the familiar voices of Fink and Floyd. A reminder, there may be some older episodes of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale in which Floyd was called Frank. But now, it's Floyd. Anyway, they appear to have fixed up Dorothy's house and taken refuge on the roof. Dorothy is happy to see them, and they generally have a pleasant interaction with each other. She asks where she can find Lothor, and the two munchkins are less than enthused by the request. They try to convince her it's not a good idea to go looking for him. Not only that, but he's not exactly who she thinks he is. Part of this conversation is inspired by a conversation I once had with my real friend Floyd, in which he let me know that hobos are not quite the lovable creatures I seem to think they are. Those were his exact words. I miss that guy. Anyway, things get awkward when a new character shows up. A woman dressed in green, with a slight green tint to her skin, floating and thus towering over her audience. This, of course, is... Ozma. Once again, pulling from the wonderful world created by L. Frank Baum, this is one of his most important characters. The green-tinted skin is largely inspired by the more iconic look of the witches, thanks to that 1939 film. I guess I could say that it's really a look at the deeper meaning of the character. I know I haven't explicitly said this in the book, but it seems obvious, doesn't it? The idea that she has ulterior motives, just like Lothor. Sinister? Well, I guess time will tell. For now, though, we'll just say ulterior. And maybe those strange motivations are a rather sickly quality that manifests itself in the green color of her skin. Or maybe she's green with envy, envious of Dorothy with her pretty jewelry and abilities. Or maybe it's just a reference to the 1939 film. Or maybe she's an alien, a weird green creature from some distant planet. Or... Perhaps she's half pistachio, and will eventually take over the entire tri-state area. Sorry, been watching a lot of Milo Murphy and Phineas and Ferb with the kids lately. Though, I would probably watch both of those shows even if I didn't have kids. But that's neither here nor there. Ozma has a strange menacing quality to her. She seems to command attention and strike fear into everyone. Everyone but Dorothy, that is. And Mister. But that's really more of a ignorance thing. Remember, he's poorly educated. Dorothy realizes Ozma must be important. But she's not quite convinced this floating green lady is as important as herself. After all, Dorothy 
is a witch slayer. Kind of. I mean, she usually ends up being deadly in one way or another when it comes to witches. Uh, anyway, you get the idea. But even the fearless woodman is nervous upon Ozma's arrival. I think that says something about the gravity of the situation. Don't you? If I missed something or failed to address something you feel I should have, by all means, let me know. I'm always open to questions, comments, or... Constructive criticism. Let me know if something works, or if something doesn't. Just, you know, be nice about it, would you? You don't have to like this show, though I don't really know why you're listening if you don't. But, like it or not, you can be nice. I know you can. I believe in you. You can always contact me on Twitter. At least, at the time of this recording, anyway. We'll see how the platform is in a few weeks or months from now. But it's at DarkDorothyG. You can email me at DarkDaysOfDorothyGale at Outlook.com. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, or also yet another Twitter account where the handle is at the ordinary sun. That's S-U-N. TikTok doesn't have much Dark Days content. It's mostly video games and memes there. My IG is a mishmash of stuff, and my non-Dark Days Twitter account is a mix of Dark Days content, complaints about Elon Musk, and short-form news radio fanfiction. And, of course, there's always the official Dark Days of Dorothy Gale website, ddofdg.com. That's ddofdg.com. As of this recording, it has some cool Dark Days of Dorothy Gale merchandise and even a small amount of Darker Days of Dorothy Gale merchandise, along with a collection of artwork such as photography and sketches. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale is available on Amazon, although Darker Days is not. At this moment, I don't want to charge people for this experience. I want the story of Dorothy Gale to be largely free. If you would like to support the show, buying a t-shirt or a sticker or something really is the coolest way to go anyway. I've got a lot of creative ventures going at all times photography, writing, podcasting, and believe it or not, I don't do any of this to make money. But if, for some strange reason, you do want to support me as an artist financially, you can always go to buymeacoffee.com slash ordinarysun. Again, that's S-U-N. If you do, I'll give you a shout-out on a wildly unsuccessful and obscure podcast, and I will even send you a handwritten thank-you note, complete with a fun little sketch. If you don't want to donate to this cause, that's totally cool, too. I'm happy to do this either way.
Come back next week for Chapter 11. The Conception Thanks for listening. I love you all.